0: Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture, and celebrity news. If this is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show, and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like getting your articles of incorporation, registering with the state, making sure you have EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have appropriate contracts, contracts, Making sure that, uh, helping you develop, you know, brand protection strategies so people don't steal your business ideas and also coming up with hiring policies that don't get you sued for discrimination. All right. I help you do all of those things. If you're wondering well, I'm qualified to help you do all of those things, I'm a licensed attorney. I have been one for 14 years and count almost 15 years. Uh, I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. Hey, AMC Wheats. And uh, if you're going to be successful in business there are just some concepts that you need to know there's no way around it so that is why I'm here to teach you those concepts my friends okay uh, so uh, if you are in the startup phase of your business or you're trying to get some more structure in your currently operating business you're uh, go to and you need some legal guidance go to linktree for NPL consulting firm to uh, connect with your girl at linktree slash NPL consulting firm you can book A free 15-minute consultation if you're a first-time client. You can also download the free Biz Launch Cheat Sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. You can also access many of my video training, get EIN numbers, video training, my DUNS numbers training, my operating agreement training, where I take you through the entire process so that you can replicate it for yourself afterwards, okay? Um, As well at LinktreeForward forward slash NPL consulting from Hey, 76 Grim K. You can subscribe to the YouTube page, the YouTube channel and the podcast where you can, uh, catch up on all of the episodes of this show. I have over 275, uh, videos up on YouTube, um, and tons of them on the podcast. So get your life. Okay. I'm only three subscribers away from a hundred. Tell your friends to go subscribe. All right, um, now that is enough about me. Let's move on to the show. Uh, everybody here seems like they're, you know, veterans, but just in case somebody's watching who might be new, uh, the way that the show works is I pull stories from the news, stories from blog sites, stories from uh, st- stories that you guys send me. Yesterday, our entire show was uh, done by you guys. Y'all sent me an amazing array of stories. Uh, and I pull the stories that have uh, lessons that we can learn as business owners. And we talk about them. So this is your chance to ask your questions and give your commentary as long as it is respectful. I, you know, the only thing I ask of you is to participate. Okay. It's so much more fun when you guys are participating. Hello, Seth, Seth E.K. I think that's like, Seth E.K. I'm not sure how you say your name, but it's Seth E.K. Anyway, but, um, yeah, so that is how the show works. All right. So don't be afraid to ask your questions. Don't be afraid to give your opinion, just, you know, respect everybody, and we good. All right, so let's get started, shall we? I'm trying to think if there's anything I forgot to tell you guys. Nothing right, uh, I can't remember anything right now, but let's get started, okay? Okay. All right, so the first story of the evening, Um, is anybody watching here, are any of you spoken word artists or a comedian or a podcaster or a speech writer? So if you're a person who works with words, spoken word artists, comedians, podcasters, please give me a one in the comments, okay? Now, you don't necessarily, if you're a comedian, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to get on stage, but you know, you might be the funny one in your group. So if you are a spoken word author uh, 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 spoken word artist, comedian, podcaster, or speech writer, give me a one in the comments. Creating time said no but love it all. Oh, okay. Well, as a as a lover of words, um I'm a big word I'm a I love words, like I'm a big reader. Um I like, I I get, you know, the dictionary.com word of the day, and I love taking the words and then um, practicing how I can use them in sentences. Like that's how big of a nerd I am. Um, anyway, um, spoken word artists and uh, my people who work with words, uh, rejoice. There is a new collective that has started to represent spoken word artists. Now, we know that because of streaming, the music industry has changed drastically, and it's really affected how music artists, you know, are being paid. But it has also affected spoken word artists, and oftentimes they miss out on a lot of the money that they are um, due. So there is a new... Um, organization that has been started, and they plan on representing spoken word artists and getting them their copyright royalties. Uh, They're also going to give the spoken word artists, comedians, podcasters, and speech writers... Access to analytics—you know how many people are streaming your, you know, your work. Uh, you know where are they from? All of this. So this is really important for that community. Uh, they they don't often have a lot of representation in the entertainment world. So um, this is this is a real a real step up for them. So if you have someone in your life who is a spoken word artist or a comedian or a podcaster or a speech writer. Uh, you know you're gonna want to tell them that there is a new organization out there that is ready to defend their copyrights and get them their money. Okay, um, so I just wanted to put that out there for y'all in case you or someone in your life is in that area where words make you money. Okay. All right. Um, let's move on to the meaty stories. Uh, does anybody here watch Narcos? If you watch Narcos on Netflix. Please give me an N in the comments. Now, this is an update on a story that we did a little while ago. Um, A few months ago, a a Colombian journalist by the name of Virginia Vallejo, uh, she sued Netflix over some scenes in Narcos. She said that they lifted them from a book that she published. Apparently, she had a relationship. uh, If you didn't know, Narcos is about Pablo Escobar. um, And she published a book about her relationship with Pablo Escobar. It was called... Loving Pablo, hating Escobar. Hello Venus Yama, um, and she said that Netflix uh, basically stole scenes from her book and put it in the show. Now Netflix did not use any dialogue from her book. They, uh, I think, the scenes that she was contesting, uh, well, not scenes. There was one scene where, um, creating times that I've watched a few episodes since we spoke here. Okay. So she was upset because there was a scene where Pablo Escobar was meeting someone in a hotel room. And in the Narcos uh, series, they do have a character in there who is a journalist who has a relationship with Pablo Escobar. And there is a scene of them in a hotel room. However, they don't use any of the dialogue from Virginia Vallejo's book. Um, and Virginia basically was suing Netflix for copyright infringement because she said that they used her book um, to, uh, you know, as the basis for narcos. Now, when we spoke about this, we had questions because it was like, okay, we, they didn't use any of the dialogue from your book. All they did, they had Pablo Escobar in a couple of hotel rooms and a relationship with a journalist. Now, who's to say that you were the only journalist that Pablo Escobar had a relationship with? And how many hotel rooms was Pablo Escobar, you know, in over his lifetime? Like, he was on the run for a lot, right? Anyway, um, she sued Netflix, and there has been um, a verdict in that copyright infringement case. So I want to know from you guys, do you think that Virginia Vallejo won her copyright infringement case? Or do you think that she lost? So do you think the court agreed with Virginia that Netflix stole scenes from her book, or do you think that Virginia lost? And they're like, "Girl, go some, go on somewhere." What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Do you think Virginia Vallejo was going to get some money from Netflix, or did the judge say Virginia get to walk in like? Uh okay. Um, seventy six grimk said a zillion hotel rooms. Hey Nessie, time. I think she lost. Uh, hey honey. Um, no, Creating Time said no. Y'all, okay, uh, Margaret Massey said that scene sounds generic. There's lots of plots like that. I think she lost. Hi, Inger. You guys are absolutely right. Virginia Vallejo lost. The judge said, girl, please, do you know how many hotel rooms Pablo Escobar has been in? Do you know how many women Pablo Escobar has probably been with, girl? This is not enough. Now, had they, you know, used dialogue that was directly from her book, Or, you know, uh, they used her name. Maybe there could have been some type of claim there. But girl, you are claiming ownership over very generic areas. I've been in tons of hotel rooms. Y'all, I'm sure, have been in hotel rooms. If somebody wrote a story about me being in a hotel room, that doesn't mean that, you know, that's their story. I've been in multiple hotel rooms in my life. Um, So the judge in that case said, no, ma'am, you don't get any Netflix money. Go on, take your little book over there and, you know, keep keep it going. Um, so, yeah, I think that the judge made the right decision. Uh, you know, uh, you can't... You You weren't able to prove that there was anything beyond similar scenery, right? There's no dialogue. Hello, lifestyle of Lola. You know, they didn't use your title. They didn't use your name. It's all very generic. So Miss Vallejo is not going to be getting a check from Netflix, okay? And I think we can all agree that that is the right decision, right? right? If you think that is the right decision, give me a thumbs up. If you think they should have broke Virginia Vallejo off a little something, give me a thumbs down. So if you think the judge got it right, give me a thumbs up. If you think the judge got it wrong, give me a thumbs down. But I think we're all in the judge, in the thumbs up category. Okay. Mm -mm -mm. I'm going to wait for your thumbs up. Okay. Mm Okay. Thank you for the thumbs up, 76 Grim K. Thank you, Creating Time. I wasn't moving on. Thank you, Margaret Massey. I was not moving on without my thumbs up, okay? I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page here, okay? All right. Okay. Um, ne- uh, before we move on to our next story, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you need uh, a legal friend to help guide you through the perilous paths of entrepreneurship, I'm the person that you want to talk to. Go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and set up a consultation with me today. I can't wait to hear from you, okay? All right, moving on to our next story. All right, y'all. This weekend is Halloween. How many of y'all are dressing up? If you are dressing up for Halloween, Give me a pumpkin emoji, even if you're not going anywhere. Look, I got a costume. I'm going to be sitting here in my house watching TV in my Wonder Woman costume. I have no shame. Um, But yes, if you have your Halloween costumes already, give me a pumpkin emoji. Or if it's not you, your children, or whoever, I just happen to enjoy wearing costumes. Thank you for the thumbs up, Inger. Um, Let me see your pumpkin emojis. Thank you, says, Groomcat. What's your costume? Tell me what your costumes are. I'm going to be Wonder Woman. What y'all going to be? I want to know what you guys are going to be. You're going to understand why why I'm asking this. It's going to be a lead into our next story. What y'all going to be? I want to know how creative you guys are. Mm -mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Eh, 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 eh. Okay. All right, well, okay, I don't want to keep too much silence because we do have the podcast. Y'all can just put, you know, what you're going to be in the comments and we're going to keep going. Anyway, why am I asking you guys about Halloween? So around a Halloween time, lots of, you know, spooky things come. Oh, you're going to be Black Widow. Ooh, cool. Um, 76 Cream K is going to be a pumpkin for a nine-year-old's birthday. Oh, that's cute. Okay. All right, I like it, guys. Y'all got y'all to, gotta, like, send some pictures or something so I can see. Um, all right, so around Halloween time, there's lots of, you know, specialty things that come out. You have specialty Halloween stores that open, you have specialty magazines and things like that. Um, and there is a battle going on between two horror magazines. So there is a magazine called Creepy Mag, C-R-E-E-P-Y Mag, right? It was started in the 60s, um... But they still have ownership over the name of the magazine. They have a trademark on it, right? Uh, Now, again, I said this magazine is no longer publishing new, new, um, new, what do you call those? They're no longer, sorry, they're no longer publishing new issues, but they, the new company that owns the trademark, they do publish hardcover copies of old, um, of old issues. So if you think about them as collectors' items, when you think of comic books, and they do reissues of, uh, reissues of certain stories, they do that with old episodes of. Thank you, seventy six Grimkay. They do that with old episodes of Creepy Mag, right? Um, article is it, it was issues, Margaret. Thank you. Okay, the owners of the Creepy Mag, uh trademark, they are suing a new magazine that is calling itself The Creeps and is also a horror magazine. Um, it is L.A. based. Uh, now, you know, they publish horror stories, pictures, ideas, things and that. And Creepy Mag is going after The Creeps and saying, you're trying to Capitalize off of our goodwill. We have this magazine. We have been operating since the '60s, and while we don't necessarily put out new issues, we do reissue our old, our, um, you know, our old, um, our old versions, and you know, we make them all pretty, and we're still making money off of them. So they are suing this new magazine called The Creeps, and saying you cannot call your magazine The Creeps. Because it's too close to ours. And we basically do the same thing, right? So I want to know from you from you guys, do you think that there is a possibility of confusion between these two magazines? They're both horror magazines. One is named Creepy Mag, and the other one is named The Creeps. Do you think that there is a possibility of confusion in that, right? Does Creepy Mag have a credible argument? Against the creeps, or are they just doing too much? What do you think? Mm. Excuse me, y'all. I am sweating. Why am I always so hot? Because I'm hot. <laughs> anyway, but what do you think? Do you think that creepy mag and the creeps can they coexist in the horror magazine area? Uh, Margaret Massey said, yes, it's too close. There will be confusion. Does anybody else agree with Margaret? I agree with Margaret. Because if I went to a magazine store, Inger said yes, and I saw a magazine that was called Creepy Mag, and I saw one that was called The Creeps, 76% said it's a credible argument, I would think that they might be, you know, run by the same company. Maybe they're an offshoot. So Creepy Mag, they're going after The Creeps for their trademark, and this is why it's important to keep your trademark. Remember, this company, they've been around since the 60s. They don't make anything new anymore, but a new company bought the trademark, and they still capitalize on it by putting out the old stuff. So they're still using it. They're still making money from it, and that is how they're able to defend their mark against this new magazine called The Creeps. So I don't know what what's going to happen with this Creeps, mag- the Creeps magazine, but they might have to change their name, right? Is anybody here a horror fan? I am not. I'm going to tell you guys straight up. I do not like scary things. I, my cousins used to terrorize me with Freddy Krueger movies. I don't watch none of the Freddy Krueger movies child's play michael myers none of that if the moment i see that on the tv your girl is out i don't do it so i don't think that these are necessarily magazines that i would read because i like as much as i love sci-fi horror is not my thing i know that they can be related but horror just isn't my thing margaret does not like horror me neither girl um Anyway, good luck to Creepy Mac and good for them for keeping their trademark in good standing. And just so uh 76 Grim K said, don't like scary movies. Inger said nope. Yes, no scary gang. High five. Yes. Um so and just to remind you guys. Trademarks are not forever. You have to keep using them and you have to renew them. You have to renew your trademarks every 10 years and they have to be in use, okay? So just keep that in mind when you get a trademark that you're going to have to renew it every 10 years and you're going to have to show that it is still in use, okay? Oh, excuse me. All right. So ooh, we're moving quickly, quickly, quickly. This last um, this last story is an update and also a discussion point. I want to hear you guys' opinion about this, right? Um, How many of you guys remember the Hakuna Matata story for Disney? Um, If you don't remember, uh, I'm sure we've all seen The Lion King. And the most famous song on there is Hakuna Matata, right? And of course, Disney has has Hakuna Matata trademarked. However, um, in the last couple of years, the, uh, basically the, the, the gatekeepers for Swahili, because Hakuna Matata is a Swahili term, um, they found out that Disney had trademarked Hakuna Matata and they were not happy about it. Um, they, you know, they were like, this is cultural appropriation. This is, you know, our, this is our culture. This is our language and Disney is making money off of it. And, you know, and they're not giving a dime back to, you know, the, uh, the communities that speak Swahili. Right. Um, but we hadn't heard anything about this. I think that this, this all ha- started happening around 2018 when the Hakuna Matata story came out. Does anybody remember when we talked about that? Um, if you do give me a thumbs up. Okay. Um, well there was an update today. Now, not an update from Disney because Disney has yet to comment on this. Hello, Huey G01. Disney has yet to comment on Hakuna Matata. They're like, look, we got these trademarks. We're going to make this money. Lion King is, you know, they got that Lion King money coming in. They just did the live action with Beyonce. You know, they like, there's absolutely no way that Disney is going to give up the Hakuna Matata trademark without a fight, right? However, there is a petition online on change.org that is protesting Disney's trademark and trying to encourage them. To drop it, they are saying that you know it's cultural appropriation, and you know it is vestiges of colonialism, and it just isn't right for Disney to trademark, you know, a, a trade, uh, you know, a a, a, um, a staple cultural phrase. Right um, now, this petition has over two hundred and thirty thousand signatures to date. Right. So, um, now again, Disney has not made any comments about this, yay or nay. They haven't, you know, said anything one way or the other, but I want to bring this up to you guys as a topic of discussion. Do you think it's right for Disney to keep this trademark for a phrase that is an actual language that is spoken by actual people and not, you know, give them any, they, they don't get anything basically. It would be like, okay, so if you didn't know, I'm Haitian, right? I speak Creole. And there are certain phrases that are, um, that are very, that if you know Haitian people, these are phrases that um, you always associate with Creole. If anybody knows Haitian people, if, tell me the phrase that you associate with Creole. If, you may not know. If, if you don't, that's okay. But, um, one of the famous phrases for people who know Haitian people, if you don't necessarily speak Creole, the one phrase everybody always knows, um, Inger said they're wrong for that, is sacafette, right? So it would be like if Disney, um, came, made a movie about Haiti, trademarked fet," and then wasn't kicking any money back to the island of Haiti, right? So... That's the same thing that's happening here. The, the communities that speak Swahili are like, Disney, you out here making money on our language and you're not even going to like, you don't even kick anything back. You like, you've been making millions of dollars off of, off of our history, off of our language and we get nothing. 76 Grimk said, that's not going to happen. Disney is too big of an enterprise. Inger said, they need to at least donate the profits. How much of the profits though, right? Disney, Lion King is what, 20, at least 20 years old, I want to say, or something like that. They have probably made millions, if not billions of dollars from the movies, the merchandising, um, you know, whatever else, the the rides, right? How, like, what percentage of profits do these communities deserve? And how does Disney get that to them, Right. So if we're saying that, that they should donate some of the profits, what, like, what portion of the profits do they deserve? How, did, how should Disney go about you know, trying to, I guess, rectify this situation? What can they do? Um, 76 Grim Cray said, I agree, it's not right. What do you think Disney could do to maybe appease these groups? Now, we know that Disney is not going to drop that trademark. It makes them too much money. But what could they do to show that, you know, they understand what's happening and that they are trying to meet these groups at at least a halfway mark? Inger said 50%. Girl, you know they ain't giving no 50%. Disney is not giving up 50% of Nathan, okay? So, (laughs) but in an ideal world, maybe, right? Maybe. But, um... let's think about this in more realistic terms because we know that Disney would never give up half of anything. Not like that. What do we think would be a a reasonable, a realistic amount that Disney might be willing to part with as a way of acknowledging that they have been benefiting from a society and, you know, basically stealing from them. Margaret Madsen said they just found out about, about that build them a building or something. Okay. 76 Grim K said, it said, invest in the community or $25. I like the investing in the community. Um, and building, building a building could be, um, could be considered investing in the community. Now, Swahili is spoken, you know, throughout the continent of Africa, not just one country. Uh, I'm sure that there are multiple groups that have issues with this. So, you know, it would be up to them to, to kind of figure that out. But, I do think there should be some type of profit sharing with these communities, right? Like, you, you can't just take some, you take our culture, and this is the history of, you know, Africa's relationship with the world. People come, they take their resources, they get rich off of them, and Africa is left holding the bag. Um, so I think that while, while Disney, you know, we know that they're not going to let go of this trademark. It makes them too much money. I do think that they have a responsibility as such a big company to acknowledge the fact that there was some cultural appropriation, right? Do we, do we agree with that? Do, do we agree that Disney should at least acknowledge that there has been some cultural appropriation? If you do, give me a yes. If you think that Disney just go on and make your money, give me a no. But for me... Like, um, I don't know if I told you guys, I went to South Africa a few years ago and, you know, they have a whole museum about apartheid and they have tours and stuff like that. And one of the things that they said, Margaret agrees, is that, you know, one of the things that that was able to bring healing to South Africa was to bring all of these bring all of the atrocities to light. Talk about what happened in apartheid and talk about what people did. Acknowledge your wrongdoing so that we can move on. Like there's a whole museum where you can see videos from, you know, uh, from apartheid, from the meetings that they had, from people who were killed. Like I went to the museum. I bawled at the apartheid museum because you saw the brutality of apartheid. But that was an important part in healing the rifts between, you know, the, um, the, native, uh, the native South Africans and the Dutch who came in. So I think that there does need to be some type of acknowledgement, and you guys agree with me, that there should be some type of acknowledgement on Disney's part that there has been some type of cultural appropriation. Even if you don't give a dime back, at least acknowledge what you did, right? But Disney is just keeping their mouth shut. Why do you think Disney is keeping their mouth shut? Ooh, we're running a little bit over time. Why do you think Disney doesn't want to comment on this? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Why, like, I mean, Disney doesn't have to comment on it, but why don't you think they want to comment on it? They've already got the trademark. They've already made their money. Even if they were to say, look, We're not giving it up. Why do you think they haven't made any commentary about it at all? Hmm? Anybody have any ideas? Because after that, we're going to close out. I didn't realize how much time uh, was passing by. Uh -uh 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 -uh. Anything? Anyway, I just think um, 76 Green care because of what's happening in the world right now, Margaret Massey said they feel it's not necessary you know, it could it could be a little bit of both. Disney's like, you know, people got bigger fish to fry. I ain't worried about no Hakuna Matata. Um, they might be like, you know, I don't care. I'm making my money. Nessie Times said, hoping it dies down, maybe. 76 Grim said, social and racial unrest. I think all of those are really um, astute uh, estimations of, of why Disney might not want to comment on this. You know, they're a big global company, and if they have if they and for me, I feel like if they have to acknowledge this for Hakuna Matata, they're going to have to acknowledge this for a lot of their stories because Disney pulls stories from all around the world, right? Mulan, I don't I don't know if there are any trademarks that they have for Mulan that they might need to pay to Asia. Um, what uh, Pocahontas? I don't know, you know, what's in there. Is there anything that they trademark that might belong to, you know, Native American tribes? So I think Disney just doesn't want to open a can of worms that could cost them, you know, a lot of money in the long run. Okay. Um, but yeah. But, but that, but that's it. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see if if they end up making any type of commentary at all. But um, those were the stories that I had for you this evening. Uh, thank you guys so much as usual for you know participating and giving me your amazing ideas and questions. Um, I really enjoy coming on here and talking to you guys. Uh, we will not be on tomorrow. It's Friday, you know. I don't be on here on Fridays unless it's an emergency. Um, we'll be back on Monday with more stories. If you find anything that you would want me to talk about for next week's show, please send it to me. You know, I love when you send me stories. Uh, make sure that you go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm to check out everything that's going on with NPL Consulting. Make sure you you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure that you have downloaded the Biz Launch Cheat Sheet. Um, What else is on there? Yeah. I have some cool stuff, uh, coming up for you on Monday, Nessie time. I can't wait. Um, and it's going to be really dope. I'm very excited. Uh, so I want you guys to take care of yourselves this weekend. Um, you should not be going out in the streets for Halloween because it, it, COVID is still out here. If you're going to celebrate Halloween, stay in your house. I'm going to be, you know, on my couch watching movies in my costume. (laughs) Uh, Stay safe. uh, And I will see you guys on Monday. Okay. Bye-bye.